Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to season six of Looking for the Middle. We're back. We're back. It has been too long. Yes. But we are so excited to be back. We have quite the season planned for y'all. It's funny, though. We, when Kristen and I went on a trip, oh, it was New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on our way back and we were in the car and we planned out every episode for this season and put them in the dates and had it all like this whole list made and we were ready. And so then we sat down yesterday to outline for the first few episodes because we're recording them all today. And literally the first two, we were like, eh, do we really want to talk about that right now? Now let's move it later. <laughs> so we planned out this entire season. We were like, ooh, I love this. I am so excited. And this week and next week, neither of these topics were even supposed to be at the beginning at all. Nope. So we have it all planned out. We're really excited. But who knows what order it will happen in. That's very true. So stick along for the ride. <laughs> stick along. Stick around. Well, something's Tag changed along. around here. Okay. <laughs> Good grief. We're like 30 seconds in and I'm already messing things up. That's okay. But we are just so thrilled. If you're new here, welcome. We are glad to have you. So happy to have you. If you are one of our faithful old listeners, here. welcome back. <laughs> yeah, if you're old here. Oh gosh. So as y'all know, a couple quick housekeeping things before we jump into our question of the day. If you are not following us on social media, you should go do that today because we have been on a social media break up until the past couple weeks. So we're back in action. Yes. We're storying. We're asking y'all questions. Y'all are seeing all the hilarious and embarrassing things we do throughout <laughs> our week. So you can go follow us on Instagram at LFTM underscore podcast or on Facebook at Looking for the Middle podcast. We're more active on Instagram. So if you really want to yeah. kind of interact with us more go there. And then also we send out, we started this last season, we send out a newsletter every Thursday morning, kind of recapping the episode we did the day before, and then giving you resources to kind of go along with that conversation topic from that episode, whether it's blog posts, other podcasts, videos, Um, You get a Hallmark movie of the week, which we really love. And Bethany is our resident Hallmark expert for that. I'm always like, please tell me which movie because I clearly haven't seen enough of these. Um, You're you're getting much better. Thank you. You, I appreciate that. sell yourself short on that a little. I got like four of them from Bethany for Christmas. So I'm very, very excited about that. But if you are not already signed up for our newsletter, you can go do that either in our Instagram bio or on our website at lookingforthemiddle.com. So there are your housekeeping things for today. Bethany, what is our question of the day? Okay. So the question is, wait, really quick. Yeah. Should we explain why we do the question of the day? Because we haven't done that in a really long time. I don't know that I remember why we do it. So why don't you tell us? Okay, great. So (laughs) we, I can't remember, our intros used to be super awkward. The first couple seasons were like, well, how do we just jump (laughs) in? And we would kind of talk about our lives. But I think it was a listener who recommended it. Like, y'all should do like a question of the day at the beginning of the episode. Just something random about y'all so we can kind of learn more about y'all. And it's sounding familiar. Random funny stories y'all get to hear. So every main like full length episode, we do a question of the day. So if you're wondering where the heck that came from, (laughs) you're welcome. Okay. All right, Bethany, what's your question? Question is, present topics excluded. Okay. What is something that you could talk about for hours on end? The first two things in my head were uh, basketball or shopping. Oh, those are good ones. Were the two. I feel like basketball, I'm in this weird middle with basketball because I played it, you know, forever. And I'm coaching it now, but I also don't watch it on TV that much. I don't either anymore. No. It's kind of weird. It is really weird. So I'll watch like March Madness, NBA playoffs. It's more like end of the season. If there's a game on, I'm at my parents' house. I'll watch it, whatever. But I don't know like, oh, this guy's playing or he had a really game, whatever. I just kind of want to talk about like, oh, I would go watch games and talk about it for hours in person. Mm Mm-hmm. Or if not, then I would go and, hey, let's go to the mall. And I'll tell you all about why this is trendy. And these <laughs> shoes would go with this shirt really well. And then you need a purse to match. Like, 
Yeah. So yeah, that would be one of the two. Okay. What would yours be? I was thinking sports, but in general. Okay. Just like, not even necessarily about the goings on of a particular game, like like strategy type stuff. Just Mm -hmm. like whether it's a golf tournament or a you know i was gonna say or a soccer match but i really don't want to talk about those nope um hard pass yeah just sports and competition in general probably not shopping i enjoy shopping but i don't talk about it all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like a good political discussion if it's the right crowd i don't like political argument yes um now, I don't mind people disagreeing with me. I, I can have a very civil discussion with someone who's completely disagreeing with me, so long as they are too. Like, I'm not going to sit and just argue or rant with people. But a good discussion. I enjoy that. So probably one of those. That's good. That's really good. I say that because I uh, would be, I'm not one to talk politically. I'm one to call <laughs> Beth and be like, I heard this. Is this true? Can you fill me in on this? I am Kristen's fact checker. (laughs) Yes, I have like two or three people in my life that I'm like, okay, I don't watch the news a lot, but I know they do and I trust them. And Bethany is one of those people. So have those people in your life if you're not super politically uh, aware. Not aware. I mean, I feel like I'm aware. aware. That's just not at the top of my interest list. So, which probably should change considering the state of our country. But that's another conversation for For another another podcast. podcast. Exactly. Not ours. Not another episode. An entirely different show done by someone else. Exactly. Okay, so let's jump into our premiere episode. Before you do that, yes, let me plug someone who is a real. If you're looking for that kind of podcast, go for it. Listen to Relatable with Ali Beth Stuckey. She is in. I've been watching her on Instagram. Yeah, so she does. Her podcast is on all the podcast apps, but then it's also a visual podcast too. So like. All of her episodes are on like YouTube and stuff too. She is a solid Christian woman who I really have learned a lot from her and really love everything she does. So if you are looking for someone who has some insight, but also from a biblical worldview, highly recommend her. Yeah. Go check it out. Even for people like me who aren't as like... Oh, totally. Like, you know, that's not my first go-to. I was listening to her. It was after the runoffs. Yeah. And she had this like... 50 minute Instagram live. I'm like, I'll just, someone shared it on their story. I'm like, I'll just start it. I watched the whole Did thing. Really? I was like, this girl is impressive. Yeah. Like she was so knowledgeable and like, and like you said, came in from a biblical perspective, which was really refreshing. Yeah. Considering not very many people are doing that right now. So <laughs> good plug. Good yes. plug. Okay. Today's episode looking for unicorns. Y'all unicorns are about as easy to find as a good man these days. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're looking for them. Yep. It's, it's a little, uh, that's dramatic, but maybe not. Some, y'all know it feels that way sometimes. It's just, it's hard, but let me let you in on a little secret here. We've come to realize probably in the last year, year dating is not hard. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, yes, it is. No, dating is not hard. Finding someone to date, especially as a Christian is the hard part. Yes. And when I finally came to that realization, I was like, oh, that's, I think you and I called each other. One called the other. Yeah. I can't remember who thought of it first. And you're like, this is not like, once you get to dating somebody, it's like, I know what, to, I know what things to talk about. I know, you know, how to kind of progress things forward or how not to progress things forward. Or figuring that naturally, naturally in a lot of ways flows. Yeah. But finding someone that you want to go on a date with. Who also wants to go on a date with you. Exactly. That's the kicker. It, it is. It just seems somewhere between highly unlikely and impossible a lot of times. It, no, it does. And I think what you said, though, about especially as a Christian is a big part of it because you take the entire pool of men boys males 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 Males. so you take the entire male population there we go and then you say okay but he has to be a christian so that just chops off half of them let's say it's more than that half is very generous that's very let's say two-thirds two-thirds so then another and we're gonna get into in just a second about like when we talk about oh we're looking for unicorns what exactly those characteristics are that we're looking for but one thing before we even get to that is okay so we've said okay he has to be male and he has to be a christian but then i think it seems harder and harder because it 
it's getting tougher and tougher to find an actual man in a sea of boys. And this is not, I think y'all know us well enough by now. We're not coming on here to just bash men. <laughs> we like men. We like men a lot. Um, that is no secret. This, that's not what this is for. And stay tuned in the next couple of weeks. We're actually going to do an episode on biblical manhood and biblical womanhood and what that looks like. So before you think you are off the hook, you've got a responsibility at the same time to be a biblical mature woman, not an immature girl. So it's two sides of the same coin, but trying to say, okay, he has to be a Christian. He needs to be a mature man as well. And then from there, there's just like three or four things that you're looking for before you'll go on a date with someone. And finding those things really seems to amount to looking for a unicorn. It does. It does. Cause then I think particularly like you were saying with being a Christian and I don't know for those of you who either don't live in the South or don't live in the U S I would love to hear your thoughts on this, but like in the South, everybody says they're a Christian. Yeah. So you're not only just trying to find somebody like you get on Bumble or Hinge, a guy can mark that he's a Christian and you have that filter set. That doesn't mean anything down here. Zero. And you really have to talk to somebody and kind of figure out, okay, do they actually have a relationship with Jesus? Are they living out their faith or are they just slapping this on because they grew up going to church on Easter and Christmas? Well, and even around here, it can, their Bumble profile or Hinge or whatever can say they're a Christian. And in early conversations, you may find out they have a church that they attend semi-regularly but Mm -hmm. even then all of those things are still very cultural down here yeah for sure I remember so I spent a couple months in California for an internship after I graduated college and that was the one of the things I actually loved that people would ask about like what you believed and I would say I was a Christian and they'd be like oh that's so cool and they wouldn't say oh yeah me too or they'd be like yeah okay well I'm this or I'm that or I don't go to church or I'm an atheist or what and it was just so like cut and dry (laughs) and I'm like oh what I'm like when I'm home it's just assumed right until someone says otherwise that you either you identify as that whether you walk it out or not so it's just it makes it a little more difficult I feel like even in the south on top of just the normal difficulty everywhere agreed so when we use the term unicorn, we've used this term a lot, I'd say, over the past, what, three seasons yeah. at least. We're referring to a guy who meets the following requirements. This is how Bethany and all I. All of them. Yes, That's all the four. kicker. That's there what are makes four. up the unicorn. Yes, there are four. And Bethany and I, this is, we haven't got this from anybody else. We have made this up. <laughs> yes. These are our unicorns. Which I would like to just side note for a second yes i watched a lifetime christmas movie over the holidays you're cheating on hallmark how dare you we'll talk about that later (laughs) um but so this this movie go with me here i don't remember what it was called that's not important but the main girl in it um she was a podcast host that's what she did she was a dating podcast host no, she was not. Yes, she was. And not only that, but she had the audacity in this movie to talk about dating and referring to it's like trying to find a unicorn, looking for a unicorn. She said that in this movie. So I think Lifetime owes us like 74 cents or uh, something. Something. For More than that. <laughs> a piece. 74 cents oh, each. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, got it. For ripping off our content. If they could at least give me a dollar so I could get a Diet Coke from McDonald's, that would, that would be, be great. great. But they're probably just jealous that we do a Hallmark movie of the month, a week, and not a Lifetime <laughs> like, movie of the week. Them. So we'll rip these girls' podcasts. I'm sure that's what it was. I'm sure it was. But we, we need to investigate. I, when I saw that, I was like, hold up a second. Is that what she just said? Because that's what we say all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm offended. <laughs> That's about as offended as Kristen yes. gets. I'm offended. I'm offended. And I sound happy about it. Okay. <laughs> Which actually, remember that for later on when we're talking about guys just paying lip service to things and not actually believing them? Remember how Kristen just said, I'm offended. Because <laughs> it'll, it'll make sense later. That's very true. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yes. Yeah. So when we say we're looking for a unicorn, this is a list of four qualifications that Bethany and I have come up with to go on a first date with someone not to marry them just to go on a first date here are the four number one he must love jesus not just say hey i'm a christian check the box like you got to have somewhat of an idea he actually has a relationship with jesus number two he has to be interested in me okay which should be obvious (laughs) but that you know whatever 
Number three, he has to be. I feel like it's mean to say this. No. He has to be normal. And by normal, we mean whatever your definition of normal it's is. It's a very like subjective my, thing. My like, oh, that's normal. Or, oh, that's weird. It's going to be very different from a lot of other people. So this one is very subjective. That's the true. other two, pretty cut and dry. That's true. This one is subjective to you. Yes. Okay. And so is the fourth one. Which yes. And the fourth one is I have to be attracted to him in some way. Yeah. Some way. Whatever that looks like for you. Some sort of attraction has to be there. If I feel zero attraction, I'm not going out with him. Okay. Those are the four. And we talk about all the time how it seems like you can get 75% of these real easy. (laughs) You can find a guy who is interested in me, who's normal, who I'm attracted to. He doesn't love Jesus. Or he loves Jesus. He seems normal. I'm attracted to him, but he doesn't like me. Or, oh, he loves Jesus. He's interested in me. And he seems pretty normal, but I'm not attracted to him. Like, it's just, for whatever reason, getting an A on this list is just really, really (laughs) difficult. It is. And I know y'all are all sitting there, like, nodding along with us. I'm like, yeah, I bet every time she mentioned that, because it it did for me, I think, um, a guy popped into your head. Every Mm -hmm. time she was like, okay, this, this, and this, but not this. I was like, oh, yep, so-and-so. You Mm -hmm. know, like, every time, that's what happens. And now just, you touched on it, but just to be clear... These are requirements we have for a first date. Um, it, this is not everything you need to know about someone to marry them. This is just enough to go out with a guy, to find out more, to see if that could possibly develop in the future. The requirements then to continue beyond that first date will change and they'll grow as the relationship progresses and develops. So this is not a comprehensive list of he says he loves Jesus. He likes me. He seems normal and I'm attracted to him. Let's get married. That is not what we're saying Mm -hmm. here. But if he is these things, go out with the guy. You don't have to know what it's going to look like six months down the road. No. And this is something I personally really struggle with, as Bethany will know, because she has (laughs) talked me off a cliff multiple times with this. I literally have to tell myself, Kristen, it's a date. You are not committed to marrying this person. Like, chill out you yeah. just you know enough about him to go on a date with him and if you figure out enough about him where you want to go on another one fantastic and if you don't okay like and again we talk about this a lot with particularly in christian circles there seems to be this added pressure which i think we're going to do a couch cast on here in a couple weeks um of like pacing yourself yes. as you date but it's so 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 important i can't and i'm preaching to the choir here but like (laughs) you've got to keep in perspective hey i just need to know these basic things and i'm just going on a first date and then we will go from there and we're going to walk through what the progression of this looks like as we go through this episode but just really keep that in mind as you're starting off of this is not just the four things he needs to check for me to marry him i'm not going to know everything i need to know on whether or not i want to marry a guy before i go on a date with him you just don't know that. Yeah. I don't care what you say. Like, yeah. that's just, <laughs> yeah. that's one of the definite statements I can make here. Oh, absolutely. You can either way think I shouldn't go out with this guy because I, how will I ever know if I'm going to marry, like marry him. So I'm not going to go out with him. You'll never, you're never going to be sure enough to overcome that if that's a fear you have. But then at the same time, you can work things up or whatever in your mind to a point where you're like, I'm going to marry this person before you've ever gone on a date with them. And I don't care how much you know about the guy, how much you think you know, whatever. You don't know that for sure. Mm-mm. You have to go through the process. Yeah. Um. Okay. So what things, like let's say maybe over the course of the next two to five-ish, ten-ish dates. I don't know. There's not really a definite. Don't hear us say a number and think. I've got okay, to this. Okay. The clock's this. ticking. Yeah. But for you like what things would you want to figure out on top of the ones we just talked about over the next few days i want to know does he have a job mm-hmm. or at least a good work ethic yeah. if he's looking for a job this is also going to depend on to what age you are like if you're coming right out of college he may not have a job yet or if you're in college he may not have a job yet or he may be working part-time yeah. just to try to whatever but you can see work ethic. yes you regardless. can see work ethic even in like if he volunteers, if yeah. he's involved in a campus ministry, like how he yeah. tends to that. I think yeah. we, earlier on, we would, we kind of just had this list be if he has a job and left it at that. But then mm-hmm. we kind of realized what we meant by that 
might not necessarily be interpreted mm-hmm. how we mean it. And so that's what we're kind of d- explaining a little. It's really back it up a little. It's more about that work ethic, yeah. which is so important in so many areas. Yeah. Well, because you could have a guy who has a job and doesn't have a good work exactly. ethic. And that's still a red flag, even if, oh, okay, well, he checks the job box. Like right. he's not sitting at home doing nothing all day, <laughs> but he's also not really motivated or driven or seems to want to work super hard either so well and hear us too on the flip side it does not mean that he has to be the ceo of a fortune 500 company or that's his goal or you know he's working at one job now but his ambition is not to be that that's not necessarily work ethic either it takes work ethic to get to that but mm -hmm. that is not the only outcome yeah i would 100 percent agree i also want to know what his church involvement looks like I want to know, like, does he attend regularly? Is he in a small group? Does he volunteer? Does he, you know, feel, does he give? Maybe yeah. that comes up. Um, Just kind of figure out, does he have a church home that he's committed to and involved in? Right. I want to know, this is a really big one for me. Does he have good friendships? Whether that's peers or mentors I think you I think both is fantastic but at least peers like if nothing yeah. else but does he have good friendships around him or is he kind of isolated himself that's a red flag to me um so I'm listening for what does he say about his friends how often does he hang out with them what does he do you know how that goes and then I want to know like what his hobbies and interests are do we have a lot in common does he have any yeah exactly it's like I don't want to date a workaholic or I don't want to <laughs> date somebody who you know, their only hobby is watching Netflix. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I want to know, okay, you do some stuff or, you know, we have this in common so we could go do this together or whatever. Um, I know my roommate talked, was on the phone with a guy recently from a dating app. And by the end of their conversation, they figured out they had zero in common. Like literally everything he brought up, <laughs> yeah. she didn't like he, she brought stuff up. He was like, uh, and it was like, okay, well th- this is just all misfiring. No go. Yeah. So those are kind of the things over those next few dates that I'm looking yeah. for, um, for him to talk about and bring up and kind of gauge where he's at. So even in that list, it's almost, you know, we talk about, you know, girls and their lists and what's important and what's not. And a lot of those things if you look at like church involvement, well, that is something that's going to stem out of, does he love the Lord and is he serving him? And so it's kind of like, okay, we know he loves Jesus. So we're going on a first date and now we've been on several and I see that, wow, he really does walk that out. He's involved in his church and he is sincerely serving and that, serving the Lord in obedience by being involved in a church. And so you're seeing those initial things progressed a little. And so that's kind of the same thing as, okay, now we've gone from first date, that went okay two to five to 10 ish more dates, you know, in that quote unquote dating phase. So now you've probably moved into, okay, we're official. This is my boyfriend. I'm his girlfriend. We are in a relationship. So now that's going to continue to progress. So what does that look like? And I will say this first, you're going to add some things to this list, but this is not something that's going to look like, okay, now we're in a relationship. So I'm going to add 38, 47, 84 things to this (laughs) list And I'm going to see if he fits all those things. That's not what this progression looks like. No, it's more trying to see if those initial things that he talked about get fleshed out. You're looking for patterns like we talk about. So it's not just him saying, oh, yeah, I lead a small group at my church. Okay, is he meeting with that small group while y'all are dating? Is that still a thing? Or did he lead it three years ago and he's just kind of like tacking on that that was on his you know spiritual (laughs) resume and that's not a thing or is he saying oh yeah I love to go like hike let's say by some miracle (laughs) of god I'm dating somebody who likes to hike does he actually go hiking or was he just making stuff up to like act you know and I'm not saying you're looking for him where he's lied but that's not what I'm saying at all but you're looking for okay, the things we've talked about on these first few dates leading up to now where we're dating, are those things being manifested into his everyday life or not? Yes. I have a question slash point that is not on topic. So go with me here. You're talking about hiking. Okay. So I have a bit of a question here for everyone. Yes. Talking about he didn't really like hiking. If every person, because I have, I've heard that girls' profiles are the same way on apps. Not mine. If, if, no, mine isn't either. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but every guy on a dating app likes hiking. It's the cool thing to like, apparently. 
So why, my question is, if everyone who loves hiking actually loves hiking, why are the trails not super crowded? It's a great point. And second thing, maybe they are, I don't go to them. So maybe they are crowded and I just don't realize it. That's why I'm not meeting any single men because they're all hiking. <laughs> um, so second part of my little point here is maybe we should get off the apps and actually go hiking because that's where all the single men are. Have you thought about that? Golly, no. I don't anyway, know. we can talk about that off the air, but maybe we should start taking up hike. In the spring, it's getting a little warmer. Maybe we should actually hike a little. God, that or, sounds miserable. Or, or we could go to the parking lot of the park where the hiking is and, pretend and like we just open finished. the trunk and sit there like we're changing our shoes. I don't really know what you do when you're done hiking. Like you take <laughs> off your hiking boots and put on other shoes. I mean, I know when you play basketball, you don't wear your basketball shoes outside the gym you just put them on when you get there so maybe hiking's the same way you maybe. switch your shoes that's true whatever it is maybe we should just go hang out in the parking lot i like that idea we can have a spray bottle so we look like we yeah we're sweaty yeah mm-hmm. we also need to bring a dog because those are great I've thought conversation about that too. find starters. a puppy yeah. yeah my mom's like dying to get rid of theirs so we can oh, bring jacks perfect so yeah okay it's anyway it's a plan yeah <laughs> that's really sad <laughs> But we're like, would I rather go hiking than get on a dating app? That's what's going through my head right yeah. now. Of like, would I rather go hiking and try to meet somebody, or would I rather get on a dating app? What a Ooh. question! All right, twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> oh man. Okay, so circling back here, you're looking for. Does he actually go hiking? If he likes hiking, you're looking for him to back up with his actions, what his words have communicated up until this point. Now, one thing I will say, as you're looking for the unicorn-esque traits, okay, so (laughs) he loves Jesus, he has a good work ethic, he is involved in church, he has good friends, you really need to pay attention to how he's talking about these things. So it's not just like... You interviewing him being like, so how's your work ethic? You know, like, oh, do you like, who are your three best friends? Like, (laughs) and how many hours a week do you spend with each of them? Exactly. No, it's you want that to naturally come up in conversation. So because with anything else, if something's important to you, you're going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. That's your friends. That's your church. That's your walk with the Lord. Those things will come up naturally. So if he never brings those things up or pay attention to the things that he does bring up Mm -hmm. and that will kind of show you where he places his priorities a little. Yeah, for sure. Cause I think about like when I'm talking to a guy, that's what I'm paying attention to is like, okay, what friends is he yeah. talking about? Or is he talking about his mm-hmm. friends at all? How does he speak about his family? That's a really big one for me. Um, and then, you know, and because there is this sense too, like if it's coming up naturally, the likelihood that it's more genuine yeah. Goes way up because uh-huh. it's not like you're asking, so like, are you involved in your church? And he's like, oh yeah, for sure. Like, right. I'm, you know what? And he can kind of be like, okay, what is she wanting to hear in this moment? Yeah. It's not just like, oh yeah. When I was at, you know, this students event we had last week, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're, you're, you work with the students. Awesome. Like, or even if it's like, hey, do you want to go do such and such Friday night? Oh, I can't. I already told, you know, Bobby and Susie, Susie, that I would have dinner with them or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, um, Great, you have yeah, friends that you I'm, make plans with. Yeah. Now, so if that's if he always wants to go with Bobby and Susie instead of you. That's an issue, but mm-hmm. sometimes no, especially at the beginning. Yes, very, it's very beginning. I I get concerned if a guy either somehow is absolutely always available all the time to hang mm-hmm. out with me, or. If we never hit any of those roadblocks. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. That that's makes true. me a little It's one extreme nervous. or the other you're looking for. Either he's never available or he literally never has anything else to do except <laughs> yeah. talk to you. So well, there's one, a balance there. One thing too with kind of letting things naturally come up is we get a lot of questions about how do I know he's not just saying what I want to hear or how do I know he's not just agreeing with me about this or that because he wants to impress me. Now we all want a guy to go along and impress us and whatever like. That's fine. But if you're letting things come up naturally like this, he's bringing up things and talking about stuff that he's interested in is important that he spends time on. Then you're going to know he's not just agreeing with you because he's bringing it up more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one other thing I'll say too, is as you're 
going on dates, don't feel like, okay, once faith comes up, oh, this is my chance to get every question I have answered <laughs> yeah. about his faith. If it's, you know, a five minute conversation where he tells you a story about something that happened or you figure out kind of that he's involved in his church, but maybe like you still don't know if he has mentors or what he, you know, thinks about other certain things. You don't have to get all of that answered in the same conversation. Right. So kind of like what Bethany says, do I know enough at the end of one date to know if I want to go out with him again? And that's all you have to know. Yeah. That's all you have to know. And if the answer's like, Oh yeah. And I do want to go too. great. If it's like, yeah, I do know. And I don't want to go out with him again. Okay. You say that too. If you don't know, that's where it gets a little frustrating, but yeah. for the, I would say for the most part, you know, you know, one yeah. way or the other. Um, and the more you date, the more you'll figure that out. Oh yeah. But, um, but yeah, don't think, Oh, this is the faith conversation. It's not the, this is my one chance. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> a conversation about his faith yeah. and your faith and, Lord willing, if it's really that important, it'll come up a bunch more as you continue to date him. So don't feel that pressure because I know I'll put that on myself sometimes too. Yeah. And so as you're making that progression, you start with, like we said, okay, does he say he's involved in his church? Does he have a good work ethic? And on those early dates, all you're really going to have to go off of is, does he acknowledge that he is involved in a church? Does he, you know, have a job? And so it, for both of those things to get past just lip service to them, you have to give it time. So that's where over the course of those first few months, he's not going to just say, I have a good work ethic over and over and over, hoping you believe him. No, you're going to see over time that he goes to work consistently, that he works hard, that he cares about his job, that he puts in effort and wants to do it well. But you can't know that after three dates because you haven't known him long enough. So inherent to consistency in these things is time. So give it that time. And that's part of why you can't know if something would work out because it's literally impossible because there has to be that time built in. And one thing that I would point out too is that work ethic in work life will translate to those same characteristics in his personal life, whether that be his walk with the Lord and the diligence that he puts in to reading the word and praying and spending that time with the Lord consistently. But it also matters because this is going to be indicative of how willing they're going to be to put work and effort into your relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I dated a guy who didn't necessarily, I wouldn't say he had a bad work ethic, but over the first few months, it was like, Hey, he's calling out of work a lot or he doesn't seem really sick, but he's not going to work because he doesn't feel like just those little things. And over time, I saw the correlation between when relationship things got hard, there wasn't really that determination to put in the effort that it needed. Or if things came up, well, I'll do the easy other thing instead. And so I do think there is a connection between those two things. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. And I think... No, I want to say I think I had. No, how do I want to go into this? Are you going to talk about? Is we talk about his decision making, or what was the? It was about there? like him having friends or whatever, and then not. That's right. Yeah. I think exactly what you're saying is right. You've got to give it that time to figure that out and to see, you know, what's he what what's the pattern here? Like I yeah. uh, dated this guy who. As we were kind of talking, I had known him for a while. And so we were kind of talking at the beginning of things. And he talked about like, yeah, I'm in this, you know, small group. And I have this mentor and whatever. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. Like, really good news. Love things I want to hear. And then we kept talking for a couple months, you know, went out a couple times, whatever. And then come to find out he makes this like really big life decision And when he tells me, he lets me know that he didn't tell anybody before he made this decision. And I'm like waving red flags just (laughs) everywhere. I'm like, I'm sorry. You, you have a mentor, you have a small group, you have all these friends you're telling me about, and yet you make a giant decision and you don't talk to anybody about it. Like that's a huge hesitation for me because I think about, and I realize I'm probably on the opposite end of, I ask too many people when I need to make a decision, but I do think there's wisdom 
in seeking wisdom when you're making yeah. a decision. And it's oh, not just totally. like, hey, this is a giant, you know, choice I have to make. Let me go talk to the people that I trust. Let me go talk to the wise people in my life. And that's why God put them there. Exactly. And I, that's biblical to go yes. seek out wisdom from people who are older than you and ahead of you and whatever. So it, I saw from, you know, the longer we were together that, okay, yeah, he can say he's got these relationships all he wants to, but clearly they're not, he could still have them, but they're not to the level of depth they need to be for them yeah. to have an actual impact in his life right. the way I would hope they would. So, but I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't given it that the time. time. Yeah. Okay. So we've made out this list of things and I'm sure you guys are sitting there saying, okay, but what about blank? We know this is not a list of every important thing you're going to want to know. I know one that first came to mind when we were thinking through that was, okay, well, what about, I want to know if he's a good leader. And that's a huge question that lots of girls have um, as they're looking to pursue more serious dating. And would this guy be a good husband and lead a family well? And I would just say this, if we go back to the very, very beginning of our list here and say, okay, he loves Jesus. If this guy is truly pursuing his relationship with the Lord and is truly a believer, then God through the Holy Spirit will be equipping him to be that leader. If he is pursuing the Lord and the God is sanctifying him and making him more like Christ, he's not going to forget to make him a good leader. He's not going to forget to do that. And so the Lord will be equipping him. He won't be perfect in that, but that loves Jesus at the very beginning progresses to, is he a good leader? Is he, you know, work ethic progresses to, will he be a good provider? And all those things, you just have to take give it the time to let it progress and expand into those more nuanced things. But I think this, you know, list as you give it that time will expand and morph into those other things as well. Cause they all just flow out of that. And those things we talked about at the beginning, six, eight, however many it was, those are the foundation that you're going to look to build the blocks of your relationship on top of. Yes, I would 100% agree. So let me ask you this. Okay. As I'm sitting here kind of thinking through this, and I yes. probably should have put this somewhere in the notes, That's but <laughs> surprise. Um, <laughs> so you have those first four uh-huh. for the first date. So loves Jesus, likes me, is normal, and I'm attracted to him. Right. And then you have the four things you're looking for as you're dating. So church involvement, friendship, work ethic, and uh, what was the fourth one? Hobbies. Like hobbies, hobbies, hobbies yeah, that sort of thing. So let's say I'm three dates in. Okay. And I figure out, okay, one of those things is not there. That's enough for me to be like, I don't, I don't think I want to. Like not at all. Yeah. I don't think I want to move forward. Like, let's say you've gone out three times and then you find out he thinks organized church is not how he wants to go. He'd rather go just sure. sit in nature and the, I, I laugh yeah. i talked to that guy okay like i'm pulling from actual i didn't know that mm-hmm. oh dear um i was like, like wow that's a far <laughs> no 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 not. it's not no like that's what you mean by not there or yeah. his church involvement is not where you would like it to be or the type that you would like it to no, be. no the, first the first one, one yeah. yeah like it's I say not that there enough. yeah okay okay just for clarity's sake, because so. I'm I'm sitting here being, because I can see myself going one of two ways, and I'm sure yeah. our listeners are thinking the same thing. There's going to be the group of people that are like, oh, as soon as he doesn't perfectly match this one, bye. Yeah. Which I don't think you should be looking for it perfectly. Mm-hmm. You're just looking if it's there. Yeah. Um, if it's not there at all, that's when you walk yeah. away. But then I also know there are people because I occasionally fall into this camp of, oh, that's not really there, but it'll be fine. The rest of them are there. But if it's a big deal. Like, he doesn't want to go to organized church and wants to sit in nature. Not cool. Right. Like, not what we're looking mm-hmm. for. You want to be able to be with somebody who will go to church and worship the Lord in yes. community with you. I think the line is, what does the Bible say? The Bible says, do not forsake the gathering together mm-hmm. of believers. Mm-hmm. So, pretty clearly, it's saying, you can't just say, eh, I don't really like church. I'm going to do this instead. It's not really your choice. It's not your call. However, mm-hmm. if... 
the problem is you've always had this idea of oh, my boyfriend or fiance will go to church and oh, wouldn't it be so great? He'll have like a eighth grade boys small group and I'll have an eighth grade girl small group and it'll just be, we can do stuff together. And like you have this whole idea and it turns out he doesn't like doing that, but he goes every week and mows the lawn at the church or he does all the landscaping or whatever. That, that is not a reason to say, oh no, his church involvement isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, it just looks different than what you wanted it to. Yeah. That's not a good reason. Yeah. No, I think that's good clarity. Okay. I just wanted to ask for the sake yes. of asking. <laughs> no, I think that's a good distinction. Okay. So we said kind of back, we were like, okay, this is what you want to see in the first couple or few months of dating. But this will be specific time-wise. This will be specific to your relationship. It may take six months. It may take nine months to figure these things out. As long as you're moving forward, don't feel like you have to rush it um, because you want to find all of these things out. You want to give them the time to flesh out and see what they actually look like. Yeah. And I think it also depends on how you're dating. So how much your lives are overlapping. If you're Mm. dating a guy, like let's say you're in college, you've got four classes with this guy. You both live on campus. You see each other every single day. You're going to find this stuff out a lot quicker. Yeah, because your day-to-day lives are very intertwined. Yeah. Whereas if you live near us in Atlanta and he lives (laughs) in Seattle and... You meet in Nebraska every other month. (laughs) Exactly. Like it's going to be more difficult distance plays a part the frequency in which you talk is a part uh, plays a part in it you know I've been in situations where I talk to a guy a ton right at the beginning so you're learning stuff a lot I've been in situations where the talking at the beginning has been a little bit more sporadic so it takes a little longer the guy may not be a good texter so it's hard it's better to have more in-person conversation so depending on also depends on like were you friends with him before yeah were you not did you meet him online did you you know whatever there are gonna be so many different scenarios you could fall into that are gonna affect how long it takes for you to figure this out and so don't get discouraged if you know oh my gosh you're six months in and okay there's still some stuff I need to figure out or oh I'm six weeks in and I know a ton about him but I mean I think about my parents like when I was talking to my mom the other day she was like your dad and I saw each other all the time and we talked on the phone for hours every single day. Yeah. We knew, and she's like, and we didn't have texting. So that wasn't an option. So you just talked all mm-hmm. the time. And so we were engaged in 10 weeks yeah. and she's like, but we knew a ton about each other, at least enough at that point to know, okay, this is the person I want right. to be with. And so it's going to look different. So don't, I'm not saying everybody should go get engaged in two and a half months. (laughs) I still like get like my stomach drops thinking about if that were to happen uh, to me, but not ruling it out. I'm just saying it'd be really funny. I'm not saying I don't want a guy to try. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, just don't get discouraged or freaked out either way if, there's no real time yeah. uh, schedule for this. It's just going to depend on how you're dating and what the progression of your relationship looks like. Yeah. Okay. So we have spent the last however many minutes going through. First of all, we talked about how hard it is to find a unicorn. Then we mm-hmm. spell out exactly what they look like. And so I guarantee you there's people sitting there and I'm probably one of them. It's like, okay, great. Doesn't make it any easier. So mm-hmm. now what? You yeah. know? Yeah. So let's leave people with some encouragement here and I think I would say if you are pursuing Christ and you're following him faithfully you are being what you should be and you're just not meeting anyone you're not finding anyone first of all maybe do a search of the state parks and find a hiking trail yep and set that's the parking lot where all the single men are with a puppy yes mm-hmm but jokes aside (laughs) don't feel like the answer to this is you have to change what you're doing or who you are because if you are pursuing the lord and you are being obedient to him you don't want to stop doing that that's not the answer and so don't don't let the the lie that there's something wrong with you which is causing you to be single to take hold in your mind you be right before the lord you be pursuing him And then as awful as it sounds, sometimes you just wait on the Lord. He will be faithful to that. And we watched uh, a video 
we'll put it in the newsletter. It was on, or we'll put it on our story. It was on Instagram. Yeah. Um, from Jackie Hill Perry, just talking about like pursuing the Lord and his glory is the most important thing, but we have bought the lie that we need marriage to be able to do that more or less what she was saying. And I actually went and listened to, um, in the caption for the video, I'm pretty sure it talked about their latest podcast episode of with the Perry's. Um, and so I went and looked and it was their latest podcast episode, but it's from like August. So okay, <laughs> it's been a little, but if you go to the, with the Perry's, I think it's 30 minutes with the Perry's is what it's called. Go to their podcast. Their latest episode is on, um, it's just called the idolatry of marriage. We can put a link to yeah, that, we'll in, put the that newsletter. in the newsletter for sure. Highly recommend. It was, it's 30 minutes. <laughs> so great. So I really think you all should go listen to that. It's some things we've said. It's some things that I was like, oh yes, they just put words to something that I haven't been able to figure out how. Mm. So it had a really great, cause she does it with her husband. So it had a really great like male perspective on this whole, like what is an idolatry of marriage within the church a lot of times, but seeing it from maybe what guys view of that is what they struggle with in that same vein. So that was very helpful and insightful. So I highly recommend everybody go listen to that, but stay the course is my final encouragement. Yeah. Because it's heartbreaking to think like, okay, there are so many women, us included, who have at one point or another thought like, okay, well I'm pursuing the Lord and this isn't working out. So do I need to like, is it going to take me backing off or not taking this as seriously to find somebody? I mean, that was, which I, you say it out loud and you're like, God, Kristen, that sounds terrible. But then I'm like, I've had that thought. Well, and I've had the thought when guy after guy after guy that you go out with, you're way more spiritually. And I don't mean that in a no, bragging in way. an arrogant way. No, at all. Because I have so far to go, but where I'm like, I'm the more spiritually mature one. I'm the more spiritually astute. Like I'm the one that is that. So I've had that thought of, okay, well maybe if I wasn't so much, Mm -hmm. maybe if I just pump the brakes a little on what I'm doing, then that'll be better. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you say that and you're like, why would any idiot ever think that? And you're like, wait, I'm the idiot. Yeah. I thought that. And so I get it. Mm -hmm. I totally understand that. Well, and that's the statement Bethany literally said to spark this podcast was, wow, dating (laughs) would be so much easier if we weren't Christians. And it's like, that's awful. Yeah. Like that sucks. But in every time I've ever told that story over the two and a half years we've been doing this, every person I've ever told that to is like, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. And so that's why we really wanted to end this with encouragement to y'all of do not pump the brakes on your faith just so Uh -uh. you can find a guy because that's you will regret that I can 100% guarantee you think you won't (laughs) doesn't guarantee you'll find a guy no and you think even if you do like oh the marriage will be worth it it'll be fine no it's not gonna be and so don't don't stop pursuing the Lord and moving forward in obedience and faithfulness to him and I think what Bethany was saying is cliche and it's like, oh my gosh, I want to roll my eyes every time. It's like, just wait on the Lord. I'm like, if I had a dime for every time yes. someone told me that. But it was really interesting. I was reading in John a couple days ago, John 7 and 8, and it's talking about Jesus being at the Feast of Tabernacles, Festival of Tabernacles, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it goes either way. But he's teaching at this festival and there, you know, so many people are trying to figure out like, is he a prophet? Is he the Christ? The Pharisees are having a cow. They're like, how dare you come in here (laughs) and say that you're God and all this stuff. But there are three or four times in those couple of chapters where John writes and they tried to seize Jesus, but they couldn't because it wasn't his time. And that was so I never picked up on that before. It was so mm-hmm. interesting to me because I was like, okay, wow. So they were trying to arrest him then, but the timing wasn't right yet. Like it wasn't time for his ministry to end and for him to ultimately go to the cross. And so I was like, okay, Kristen, this is the biggest event to ever happen in history. Mm-hmm. And if God was that sovereign and that meticulous about the timing and so meticulous, he had John include that phrase yes. three or four times in those couple of chapters of it's not hey, an accident. Yeah. By yeah. the way, they tried and it didn't happen because it wasn't time yet. He's just as sovereign over the timing of your life as he was that. And yeah. that think was think about that. Yeah. For a yeah. Like that was so convicting of like, wow, this is the biggest 
thing ever to happen and the most impactful thing to ever happen in all of history. And people were trying to thwart the timing and it wasn't working. Well, and just think about, too, all of the intricacies of exactly how everything leading up to the crucifixion happened. And I mean, I don't know the number, but I think it's in the thousands, the number of prophecies that Jesus fulfilled, Mm -hmm. not just in that moment, but like over the course of his life. So think of the coordination and the timing and the everything that went into that and how sovereign God is over those things. And his character never changes. So he is still that, that is part of his character and he is still that over all of our lives. And so, yeah, we look at it and say, okay, well, I really want this to happen, but we don't know what, what all things are being coordinated to get to whatever point we need to get to. No, we have no idea. And that's what's always really cool about when something does finally happen you get to look back and be like oh look how this had to happen and look why this door closed and look at why this happened and all of that god knows the whole time and he's just up there like a master just going (laughs) like all these different things and you're sitting there like why is this happening for me (laughs) but you're that's just part of being a human you're ignorant and you don't know and you won't know and you'll never even know all the intricacies. Like just the fact that he gives us two or three little hints of like, hey, by the way, this is why this didn't work out this time is because I had this for you. Yeah. Like that's such a gift, but we don't even know the whole backstory. So yeah. all of that to say in reading those couple of chapters, it was just a really good reminder of you're not going to thwart the sovereignty of God and his timing. You're just not going to. You are not that powerful. No. I think Lisa Bevere said that. She's like, if you think you can mess up God's plan, take comfort because you, my friend, are not that powerful. (laughs) I was like, God, that's like (laughs) such a relief, but also such a like humility check of like, wow, Kristen, you need to, you know, take it down a couple notches or like 800. (laughs) But just don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Don't stop pursuing your faith because you will never regret being faithful in that even you know regardless of how your relational life turns out at the end of your life you'll be glad you stuck you stayed strong in your faith one final thought just in all this talk about waiting i want to just make the point because i don't think we can make this enough we are not saying wait on the lord and he will give you a husband Mm. wait on the lord and he will give you that thing you want we're saying wait and rest in the lord knowing that whatever he has for you is what's best that's what you're waiting for. Not for this specific thing that you want, that if you just do these other things, he will give that to you. That's works-based faith. And that is not what we have. No, (laughs) not at all. That's good. I say we wrap it there. Okay. That sounds good. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for our season premiere for season six. We're so glad to be back. We are very glad. We will be back on Friday with a couch cast, our first official one of the season. So stay tuned for that. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. Looking for the Middle.